Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. It is Wednesday night. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day, and I've waited till the last minute to do this. As regular listeners know, the episodes drop at six o'clock in the morning of the day, so this is for tomorrow morning. And I have realized something in preparing this episode. Diane, my lovely wife, is the only one who knows what I plan to do on this episode, and she is heartily approved. I thought I would do something about what I'm thankful for, and I thought maybe I could just be thankful for the sponsors or the listeners. I am thankful for the sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Heritage Auctions, Topps Panini, and Upper Deck. I, I have friends at each of those, and it's been delightful to work on a podcast and have uh, some great sponsors. Okay, but as you can tell from the title, this is not about the sponsors. It's about another person that I am thankful for that I want to just do an episode just on that. I want to work in some sports card insights because this is not just a narrative story that's not going anywhere and not useful. But the first thing I realized as I'm sitting here in my office is that all those years when I worked so much and did all those all-nighters and worked late, and Rich was very aware of that. In fact, the office cleared out. Most of that work was not on a full stomach. It was not with having had a big piece of pumpkin pie and, and, a, and a big glass of wine. In fact, I'm realizing that most of my pre-retirement career, when I was in the thick of it, I, I basically was working on kind of an empty stomach. If you've seen me at shows, I frequently skip lunch. Now, again, that's I'm not recommending that for people, but I seem to work better. Now, I'm not saying I'm famished and I'm not saying that I have an empty stomach. I'm just saying I'm able to skip a meal. I'm not starving, but uh, I'm concentrating. And uh, if I'm sugared up or any of that stuff, it does affect my metabolism. So, with all that as preamble, I'm going to talk about, again, I, there's lots of people I could have picked. I'm certainly thankful for my awesome wife. I would start there, but I've got great kids, great parents, great siblings, wonderful friends, not in the hobby, as well as wonderful friends in the hobby, and especially a, a shout out to former uh, teammates at Beckett Publications that I just really enjoyed working with. But today, I'm going to tell you why I'm thankful for Rich Klein, regular listeners probably already know some of this, but I'm going to try to add some sports card insights related to Rich for the very few of you who perhaps have never met Rich. He really gets around. He's been to a lot of the big shows back when we were working together. Every national of the last probably 30 uh, something, he's been to pretty much every one of them. And so, so have I. And so we've been uh, done a lot of things separately together. Rich thinks we met in 84. I think it was earlier. We've already recounted that interaction. But Rich, as those of you who know him, is an unforgettable character. I don't know that I'm unforgettable in the same way, but we always warmly greeted each other in the 80s when he wasn't working for me at the time. I'd see him at the Nationals, East Coast shows, probably for six or seven years. And then and it, it was pretty obvious that he that Rich is a rare talent. He's passionate about the hobby and about the people in the hobby. And he's super knowledgeable about sports and cards. He's full of random acts of kindness. He's got a big heart. And I don't think he has any enemies, which is a wonderful thing. I, uh, I hope I'm going down that same path. Again, I try to be encyclopedic, but Rich certainly is as well. I, on the other hand, am not a national sports trivia champion as Rich is and had uh, demonstrated more than once back in the day in some of the tournaments that were held. But once our company started really growing, I, I actually, I don't think I've told it this way before. I looked for a spot for Rich. I knew he was a unique person. We needed a unique spot because Rich was 
So we couldn't look for a square peg or a round hole. There wasn't a job title that fit Rich. Either Rich was versatile uh, and willing to tackle anything, no matter how big, no matter how complicated. And I thought, I want a guy like that on my team. Again, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> the rest is history. We're still working together in one form or another because I think he helps me to be better. I want to help him to be better as well. Obviously, no one's been on more episodes of this podcast, and no one's been a better ambassador for my personal brand going forward in the last uh, certainly over the last year. One of the things that's really interesting that I noticed that and my lovely wife does this, but Rich is able to correct me in a very kind way without belaboring it. He says, oh, you made a mistake. And my wife doesn't do that either, which again, all relationships are based on shared interests, shared values. And, and frequently there are way more similarities than differences, but the best friendships, the best marriages handle the differences, the disagreements, the corrections in a very kind way. I really don't think I make many mistakes, but when I do misspeak, and I've done that on this podcast, even on something relatively inconsequential, Rich has the nicest way of quote-unquote clarifying. He doesn't rub it in, and Rich, I really appreciate that. I don't think I've caught Rich in very many mistakes, but when he catches me, it's to help me, so I appreciate that. He's got an uncanny memory. Again, I have an excellent memory, so I, I don't think I take a backseat to very many people, but I probably take a backseat to Rich. I've got a great memory for names and numbers, but Rich does perhaps even more. That's a huge asset. And my message, my sports card insight, is that I think Rich is gifted in this way, but you know what? I think memory is a muscle, and I think it improves as you exercise it regularly. And so if you want to have a memory like Rich, work on it. And I think Rich does. And these podcasts we record together, he's drawing on that memory and he's working it. And he's pushing me to remember things as well. We're both math guys. We're both verbal. We're good writers, good editors. Most people do one or better editors or better writers. But I think Rich is pretty good uh, at editing his own work, which is the real challenge. I, I do that too. In fact, what I don't want to do with Rich is compare SAT scores, Rich, which would be math and verbal. I bet Rich did pretty well. Rich, Rich graduated from Columbia, which is uh, perhaps uh, SMU is the Columbia of uh, south, the Southwest. So Rich is, is a bright guy, and so much so that I trust him when we get into these podcasts. It's not winging it, but we're trying to get this done in one take. And so I, I feel like that's more natural. And again, Rich, thanks for enabling that and being a good sport about that. Another thing that will come up in a future episode is that we're both very high-speed scanners. And again, I, I say both, but he's faster than I am. I'm, I think I'm really fast, but he's faster than I am. We'll be sitting side-by-side, uh, side, socially distanced, at <laughs> a box, and he is finishing the box faster than I am. And I'm okay with that. And sometimes I follow after him, and it could be a dollar box, and he's pulled out a bunch of cards, and then I go through the box he went through, and I still pull plenty of cards because we... Otherwise, I think, well, Rich's already been through it and nothing worth looking for. No, we're not looking for the same things, but we both still recognize good deals, but not just good deals, but good deals at a very quick glance. You have to have an ability or you'll be still working on one box uh, all day Saturday at a show. You've got to be able to work it through it. And Rich is absolutely a high-speed scanner. If you've ever seen him do it, you'd be amazed. Uh, in fact, we're going to do an episode together, and he knows this, that's dedicated to our slightly different approaches to scouring these dollar boxes and other things like that are disorganized. The Rich and I, I think, have compared notes about how we both enjoy doing that. 
I had somebody over the years that did most of the buying for our company of type cards, and Rich was the guy. And he was a, a very honorable ambassador for our company. I don't think he took advantage of, of that position or that situation with me or with uh, buyers. He didn't bully any sellers. He didn't take advantage, I don't think, of less knowledgeable sellers. He, If they asked a certain price, he didn't try to get them, squeeze them way down. Um, again, he... he uh, proud to have him on my team. He didn't make me look bad. He made our company look good in that he was, he would pay the price. He'd whip out the cash. And then we'd, uh, we'd get back from the show and we'd see what he'd picked up, what I'd picked up. And so rare did we have overlap. <laughs> Generally, we just, he started at one end. I started the other. I've really enjoyed going to his Adat Havarim show that was uh, not held this fall, but we'll be back in the spring, I hope. And again, this is created, most shows are created in the image of the promoter. And uh, Rich's big heart is a big part of that. It's clearly for the benefit of the synagogue. Rich didn't make anything. So I love touting that. And I really appreciate that he has that desire to uh, bless his uh, congregation, if, if you will. Okay, to the melancholy stuff. Rich was my proofreader on the price guide books, especially the baseball, the annual baseball price guides, the almanacs. But I've got to tell you, it was not proofreading per se. What most people think of proofreading is you've got the text that you're trying to copy from and you're going back and forth to make sure it's the same. This was not proofreading in that way because there was nothing to check against. All he could do is look at my galleys and look for mistakes. Now, how does he know it's a mistake? Because he was very savvy and fast for knowing what cards probably were worth. He wasn't going to quibble whether something was 10 cents or 12 cents, or maybe even $10 or $12. But $10 or $20 or $10 or $100, if there was a typo or something that just got missed, Rich was amazing in catching them. Like I said, I was really trying to get it right the first time, didn't make very many mistakes, but Rich came along behind, was a thankless job. But, and it's not a position that I don't think you could train somebody for it, but Rich just had that interesting set of abilities that allowed him to be able to do it. And I trusted Rich. Every year he caught a few errors and questioned some of the listings and really helped us to have a market leading price guides. But until a recent podcast, I really not realized what a burden my sudden retirement from the price guides hit, that what a burden that had been on Rich because Rich admitted in the middle of a podcast how much pressure that fell to him when the company, even though I was the boss, but I had a heart attack at that point, and then I was out of it. We had new software, and it fell to Rich to do not just the proofreading, but the original, a lot of that uh, basic research. Again, we had a lot of great contributors, a lot of stuff coming in. We had a team, but Rich, instead of being the goalie, he was the striker. He was the guy that was out there. In fact, he'd probably play in multiple positions, and it was an awful lot of work. And what took me a number of months to do took Rich a number of months to do, and I think he said six months. I just can't emphasize enough how difficult it is. I did it. Rich did it. And I feel like I didn't really quit on Rich because I think it was time for me to turn it over, but I really did not understand how it was going to be turned over almost completely to him. And I don't know that Rich being an uncomplaining guy, I don't think he asked for help. Or if he did, I I just was tone deaf to it. And I really feel uh, bad about that because I probably would have been the main one that could have helped him in some way. I, I had a lot of clever shortcuts and not tricks, but just things that allowed me to go faster. And I'm pretty sure I didn't share all those with Rich or, or any of the other guys because they were peculiar to my skill sets. I don't know that they would have even transferred. But if you open up an almanac and look at the thousand plus pages of fine print and realize that collectors are going to rely upon every price and every card being accurate. There are only a few people that have put together things like that. And I'm one of them, and Rich is one of them. And again, anybody else, my hat's off to him. Dan Hitt did some football stuff for us, obviously, the hockey guys, Grant Sandground. We had Brian Fleischer still. So 
At any rate, I was realizing that I did alternating all-nighters, and I don't think Rich could have done that. Of course, I had a heart attack at some point, but those alternating all-nighters, they did not involve having a big Thanksgiving meal and then working after that. Okay, and to end on a positive note, a lot of times I'm at the shows and Rich is at the shows, and I can overhear Rich because he's not quiet sometimes. He can whisper, but he's very gregarious. And I think he's just got a better balance than I do of connecting, not just with the cards, but with the collectors, the dealers, and the people. And I really admired that. I, I get in the zone. And Rich, even when he's in the zone, he has the ability to get out of the zone and ask you how you're doing and your family and all that kind of stuff. So, Rich, I really appreciate you, and I appreciate that about you. You're truly a one-of-one, and I am hopeful that I'm probably going to do something different next Thanksgiving, but I look forward to collaborating with you for, for many more years. I appreciate your uniqueness. And blessings to you, my friend, in, in the coming year. I'm glad we're both healthy and, and have a lot to celebrate. So, so thanks, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode, and happy Thanksgiving. The man-